Blog Talk Radio. My friends, I want to welcome all of our listeners in the U.S. and around the world. I'm Jackie Laura Jones here with you. You're listening to True Forgiveness Teachings on Blog Talk Radio. And oh my goodness, I just have a couple of announcements. I wanted to thank all of you who have um, purchased my book, my first book, All Peace, No Pieces. Um, I really appreciate it. And um, Anyone who would be so inspired to write a review on Amazon, that would be awesome. So thank all of you, too, who have written one up there. I appreciate it. Um, and I just wanted to announce that um, I just I so enjoy doing these podcasts. There's just so much material always we can go over in a thought system like A Course in Miracles. So I wanted to remind all the listeners that I have a subscription site called Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N forward slash Jackie Laura Jones as one word. And we have online classes there, monthly live Q&A classes and a bunch of other goodies. You have access to my LA course group audio recordings and a lot of extra stuff on there. So it's a great community. So if anybody feels inspired or they really want to be vigilant with the teachings and go deeper, you can join that subscription site. And it's awesome. So I titled this, you guys, Life is But a Dream, How to Awaken from the Dream of Fear. I'm going to read a little bit from um, the ending chapter of my book at the end of this podcast. But life is but a dream is so true. And, you know, text 29 of the course, section 9, paragraph 2, um, Jesus is saying to us, how can God's son awaken from the dream? It is a dream of judgment, so he must judge not, and he will awaken. He must give up judgment, Right? And he will awaken. So what the course is trying to do and what I like to do on these podcasts is hope that they serve as reminders that we can be miracle ready in the mind instead of judgment ready. I wanted to read a little bit more from uh, the text of the course, chapter 29, called The Awakening, right? How do we awaken from the dream? We don't judge. And I want to read a little bit. I'll read some of Ken Wack's commentary and then talk about it a little more. Jesus says, A dream of judgment came into the mind that God created perfect as himself. And in that dream was heaven changed to hell and God made enemy unto his son. So this dream of judgment is another way of looking at the original thought of separation, right? King's commentary on this is that we judge that God's love was not enough and that his oneness would not allow us any freedom. So in our state, we believed we could have a life independent of our source, right? And because of projection, we perceived that 
God was judging us. Right? This impetus was to quickly leave the mind and make a world with the vegetable wrath, right? Of the egos now made punishing God, right? So how do we awaken from the dream of fear? Forgiveness, right? So this is how we can be in the world and not of it. How do we do it as Jesus was doing? By true forgiveness. What was he doing? He was perceiving everything as coming from him. He was not being taken in by appearances, right? The Course says nothing so blinding as perception of form. Form being the world, anything that has form, the effect, right? Why is nothing so blinding as perception of form? So blinding because we're seeing what's not there, Jesus says, right? All the people that you see, you put them there. We put them there, right? So we could see this guilt that I was just reading about, this guilt that we feel from separating, from taking that tiny mad idea seriously. We felt so guilty. That thought of guilt, sin, fear got projected out. Those are the images that we see. But guess what? A veil dropped over that and we forgot we forgot that we're dreaming right so this is why this is how we wake up this is why Jesus is this is such a radical teaching and of course in miracles and for those of you that happen to be tuning in for the first time welcome this is a thought system that is uh, very radical in the sense that it recognizes God as the only reality. So God is and nothing else is. This is also, of course, in cause, meaning the mind, and not effect the world. So Jesus is saying that what happens in the world is not what we should be focusing on, but what does matter is how we react to what happens, meaning which teacher will be our guided dream in reacting to people, situations, and events, right? The Holy Spirit looks past all of the differences, all the different forms, right? There's no hierarchy of illusions. There's no difficulty in miracles. And he sees, the Holy Spirit says that we're all the same. We all share the same delusion thought system that we're here. We actually believe we could be a separate body. In fact, we believe that we're, we can be a body at all, something that has form, right? And heaven, there's no form, perfect oneness and awareness. So we're all the same. We share this delusional thought system that we believe we're here. We share the need to escape, right? So undoing this belief in separation through forgiveness is the way out of the dream of separation and duality. Well, we have every opportunity to do that all around us all the time, don't we? So let me read something else from this section, which is wonderful. Chapter 29, The Awakening. This is from section 9, again, uh, paragraph 4. You do but dream, idle 
are the toys you dream you play with. Who has need of toys but children, right? They pretend they rule the world and give their toys the power to move about and talk and think and feel and speak for them. Yet everything their toys are here to do is in the minds of those who play with them. But they are eager to forget that they made up the dream in which their toys are real, nor do they recognize their wishes are their own, right? So Jesus is saying that we are those little children, except our purpose is vicious. We use our toys, all the people in circumstances of specialness, to serve the goal of keeping us out of the mind, forgetting that we're the dreamers, right? And we're not the figures in the dream. We're not the figures of our projections, Right, so this is really powerful, and boy, nothing substitutes for reading, studying the text, doing the workbook, reading the manual for teachers, the psychotherapy pamphlet, right? Song of prayer. I mean, this is Jesus is giving us the way out of pain and suffering through true forgiveness. He's teaching us that the cause of our upset is never right of us. The ego wants the cause to be outside of us in the world, right? But we transcend the entire dream. We can awaken from this entire uh, projection in this dream by seeing all as the same. Let's go over it, right? Somewhere in chapter 27, Jesus is saying, let everyone be as hateful and vicious as they may be. It could have no effect on you unless you failed to recognize it was your dream, right? So I'm doing a lot of repetition this episode because we want to train ourselves to have this backdrop in our mind, the template to remember to go back to being the observer. You're the awareness behind the body, watching your body and all the other dream figures in action, right? This is our only escape, right? Because the dream seems so real to us guys, doesn't it? So we can't escape without help. We need Jesus' way. And what's his way? It's looking at everything differently. It's changing the purpose, right? Now this makes us really fearful because we know we, we're going to lose our individual identity if we forgive. I want to read something else from chapter 29, The Awakening, also section 9, paragraph 9. This is a guide for us. Okay, Jesus says, whenever you feel fear in any form, you are fearful if you do not feel a deep content, a certainty of help, a calm assurance heaven goes with you, be sure that you made an idol and believe it will betray you. For beneath your hope that it will save you lie the guilt and pain of self-betrayal and uncertainty so deep and bitter that the dream cannot conceal completely all of your sense of doom. We try, we try to make be 
everyone else that's the problem, right? He goes on to say, your self-betrayal must result fear. Fear is judgment leading surely to the frantic search for idols and for death. And this is what we do in the world here. I'm going to comment on this, and I'm going to read some of Ken Watson's commentary as well. This is a rule of thumb to guide us through our day. Jesus is asking us to be vigilant for any signs of dis-ease, right, guys? Any indication we are even slightly disturbed. Because the forms are irrelevant, all types of upset stem from the mind's single content of fear. Does everybody get that? The ego is tricking us. And, no, this is why we're afraid. This is why we're afraid. This is my problem. That's my problem. Over and over and over again. And our fear, that pops up again. We seem to solve one problem, but another one pops up, right? Because we're not going back to cause. We're not going back to the guilt and the self-betrayal we feel for attacking God and killing him off. When we don't go back to cause, what does the ego do? produces one symptom after another, produces one problem after another. Something is seemingly eradicated and something else place, right? Jesus is telling us that mild twinges of annoyance are no different than fury. As there is one content with many forms, see? The content of fear takes many forms. All disturbance to peace are effects of the cause that is the mind's decision for gold. This projected experience of self-betrayal results in the perception that the world's dream is the cause of our unrest. Right? So we search for these frantic search frantically for these idols to protect us. Yet each will fail. Since bodies eventually die, the ultimate proof that God's insatiable need for vengeance has been fulfilled. Right? Ego made up a punishing God, right? And so we're all God fearing here, right? So here is one of the purposes of A Course in Miracles. Jesus is trying to bring us back to the mind and let us know that it's a loving God that we've never left. It's not a punishing God. We have no reason to be afraid, guys, right? So I had a moment of panic, a moment of fear. I had a very, very um, close person, my family is very close, my uncle, Paul, um, passed away uh, this weekend, on the and he was sick, and he had cancer, and I just had a moment of panic, because I was realizing that he was a little bit younger than my dad, and that I had a moment of realizing, you know what, my aunts and uncles, and you know, my parents are getting to that age where they seem to be passing away, you know. Got a little bit of that panic and natural sadness, you know. Um, anybody that's lost anybody out there, I've lost a stepbrother as well at a young age. He was 42 when he passed. So anyone that's lost anyone out there, 
um, this is what I was doing. I was really joining with my Uncle Paul in my mind because I know who and where he really is. So, but I was reading my Aunt Marge's journal that she had and this Caring Bridge journal where she was keeping the whole family and all their friends posted on his condition. And when I read that he was slipping away rather quickly, tears just started to flood down my face. Okay. Now, the practice of the course is never about denying our feelings or denying what's going on, right, friends? It's really about which teacher do we have in our mind and when we're feeling sad, when we're feeling upset, right? We can remember whenever we want to, to look at that through the eyes of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was reminding me that the separation did not occur. I'm with my uncle and everybody we've ever loved, not as bodies, not in form, but in the home we never separated from in heaven. And I was having this dream of separation and I am now dreaming a script. I'm viewing a script where I'm a body called Jackie who has an uncle, Paul, who has passed from what the mind made up as cancer along with everything else in the dream. And I just remembered, you know what? There is no gift (laughs) the Father asks of you, but that you see in all creating, but the shining glory of his gift in you. Behold his son, his perfect in whom his Father sheds forever, to whom is all creation given as his own. So God has given us our life, real life in heaven, not the ego made up life and therefore death as a body, right? The ego has to substitute for our life in heaven. These are some of the things, some of the ways that I practiced and remember as the tears were down my face, I started to smile because I just remembered. I remembered I was dreaming this dream of separation and that my Uncle Paul was my savior in the sense that I was reminded that I was viewing the contents of my own mind. Now, this does not take away from anything being sad and we physically miss people. And certainly people that are not practicing a thought system like the Course, I would never um, go up to them and say, oh, this is what's happening. This is what I'm thinking. (laughs) The world's an illusion, right? If you were truly in your right mind, you'd never be able to say that to someone, either at a funeral or someone that wasn't understanding or into the thought system that this is only about the mind and how you're thinking. So I think it's a really important point. Uh, I'm going to go to his funeral and obviously be with my aunt and my cousins and my mom, and we're all very close. In my mind, and this is the practice of the Course, in my mind, silently, I know that this is my dream. I know who and where my Uncle Paul really is and, ne- and never really left. Okay, Because I was sad, that gave me the opportunity to once again go back to the mind, recall the projection, and say, you know what? We never left. Nobody's ever left. Right? Now, anyone tuning in for the first time, and people that are not tuning in for the first time, it's a radical way to look at death. But Jesus is saying there is no death because there is no life outside. 
we made that up. We peopled our world. We put everyone out there, right? The world is not being done to us. It's being done by us. Right, my friends? And not even us as bodies. We have to go back. It's us as the one dreaming mind that thinks that it's here, right? But like the beginning, we're, we are responsible for the, the effect others have on us, which teacher we're going to choose, not, not what they do, not what happens in the dream, but we're responsible for the, how we react. Which teacher are we looking at our circumstances with, right? We want to use the body in the world, the Holy Spirit's purpose, as a way to get back to the source of the projection, to the source of the world, right? The body is part of an outside picture of the inward condition. What's the inward condition? The ego thought system of separation. We want to go back change the thought that gave rise to the world. See? That includes everything in it. Everything in the world. So the ego's game is to keep us away from the mind. Right? So what makes us sick in any form is the mind's decision for guilt. It's the mind's decision to be with the ego. What heals us is the mind's decision to be with the Holy Spirit, right? The mind's decisions cause body's experience. So we're being taught in the course to shift our attention back to the mind, right? Shifting our attention to the mind, that's the Holy Spirit's answer, to the ego strategy. And what's the ego strategy? Moving our identity to the body. How does it do it? Through denial and then projection. So our job, if we truly want to awaken from the dream and have peace, have joy, right, in the process is to reverse the mind's original vision for the ego, Right? So I often have a sense of gratitude knowing my identity in the illusion is of a dreaming mind. And I can remember that at any time. And it takes us a while to remember it, doesn't it, when we're in the throes of something. So no one is saying that we shouldn't be sad or that we're not going to be angry. Lesson number five, I'm never upset for the reason I think. Okay, well, we think we're upset because of things that are happening outside us. We're actually upset because we chose the teacher of upset in the mind. But we need to look at our thoughts and feelings and the things that upset us as the means to get us home. That's the Holy Spirit's purpose. He will retranslate the ego's meaning for everything, which it's real, you're a body, you have to be in pain and suffer, you're always unfairly treated, right? And the Holy Spirit is saying, what body? What world? What circumstances? How else can you have joy in a joyless place except by realizing that you're not there, right? So every time we remember these thoughts and we're in the Holy Spirit mind, 
we bless the whole world with that perception because we're one with it, right? And if we're in the ego mind, we're making everything real, we believe we're the body, we're holding all our brothers and sisters prisoner there. And that thought system, why? Because we're one with it, right? Perception, of course, is interpretation, Right? Jesus meets us where we think we are. And then he tells us, hey, guys, there are two ways to interpret illusions. There are two ways. One breeds further illusion, ego, and one undoes illusion through forgiveness. Right? How do you make to die? Because it came from the death of God, seemingly. And the ego told us that we killed off God in our mind so that we could live an individual existence. Remember, see, this is in the mind, and that gets projected out, right? So Jesus is asking us to remember not to confuse symbols, bodies, and all form here with the source, the mind that made them. So I quoted nothing so blinding, a perception of form earlier, well, form is blinding because we're seeing what's not there. He could have also said nothing is so deceiving as perception of form or nothing is so false as perception of form, right? The world, the entire physical universe is a made-up projection from a made-up thought. So how do we be in the world but not of it? We live normally here but under different principles, guys. The principles of forgiveness. How do we do it? Jesus is giving you a workbook, 365 lessons to undo your belief in the separation. You start reinforcing your real identity as spirit. It becomes a choice. There's no fear. There should be no hurry, right? I want to close quickly, but wow, this went fast, with... um, from my chapter nine, the last, last part from the book, the last chapter is called Putting the Pieces Back Together, right? Because we're really all peace. We're no pieces. We're not these fragmented pieces, right? God's, we are God's one son. And I started it with the nursery rhyme, which was part of the title of this podcast. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream, right? We are bound to judgment here in the world, my friends. We cannot escape without help. We don't necessarily need to change our roles, careers, or relationships, just our inner teacher. If the other things happen to change, so be it. Because it happens, guys. Sometimes it does happen. What matters is that our peace, after having made the choice for Jesus or the Holy Spirit, will direct all our functioning here. So before you make any decisions, try to shift your inner teacher. And if you can, wait until fear or confusion subsides. What happens will be the best for all concerned. Your focus is only on the love in your mind. So this is from Chapter 9 of my book, All Peace, No Pieces. When we're focused on content, mind, Jesus is telling us this is a course and cause, you guys. 
effect will take care of itself, right? So be kind and gentle with yourself, others, and your spiritual practice. And this is a quote I included in my book that kind of just came to me one night. You can believe what you made yourself to be or wake up to what God would have you be, right? So just remember that the you that A Course in Miracles is addressing is you as mind, not as body. Focus on the memory of love in your mind and all the pieces of your life will take care of themselves. Yay. So anyway, leaving you with these reminders today. Remember that the world, when the world gets in your face, forgiveness is the place. I am Jackie Laura Jones, sending you guys so much love and so grateful to be with you. I wanted to make one announcement. Um, I've been chosen to do a presenter series. I'm one of 14 teachers bringing you a month of teachings within a year-long wonderful class structure. I'm going to put the link to that in the episode description here as well as the link to Patreon. So I would love for you guys to check out the presenter series. There's a lot of great teachers there. My sister Cindy, my brother-in-law Gary are there as well. Wonderful people. So I'll announce it again, but that link will be in the description. So for now, I want to tell you all, you are love and you are loved. I look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Be well and blessings, everyone. Bye-bye.